my backdrop to there it there she goes I still there I, we go. that. I love that backdrop like this is what I'm done with just like don't look at any of that I'm a child. <laughs> like I I wish that I could be like I'm just in my son's room I'm not this is my room <laughs> So your books, I want to try to see if I can do the description on it, on what they're about. Okay. And you can stop me if I get this totally wrong, but okay. hopefully, hopefully I'll make you proud. So I do, I'm really bad with names, <laughs> real bad. With names. So, so bear with me on that. Um, but your main character is just your, your typical normal everyday woman she works a nine-to-five job she has a lot on her plate she lives in a suburban area so that's super relatable to so many different people and when you come home from work you just want to relax whether it's like sit back drink a glass of wine maybe sip on some sweet tea whatever it is that you do you know maybe people watch you've got some neighbors surrounding you there could be so much drama that's going on in the neighborhood maybe this neighbor over there sleeping with that that neighbor over there you don't know what's going on but you want to know and I make up scenarios for my neighbors so that's super relatable like my next door neighbor I hope they don't watch me on YouTube because I find them kind of creepy that's just that's just me they're way too friendly that's how it goes that's how it goes. Oh, yeah. So, Ashley. Be, be careful of the friendly ones. Exactly. They're too nice. <laughs> They're always <laughs> outside. <laughs> um, so, she's just, she's getting off work, right? And she's just kind of sitting there, maybe people watching her neighbors, just relaxing, looking at, you know, the quiet scenario that's going on. Everyone's winding down for the evening. And then she sees this man running down the road all bloody and does he yes. get hit by a car y yes he's he's running he's screaming he's yelling for help and uh he briefly turns to melody and tells her to call the police and as he keeps running he doesn't pay attention and he gets hit by a car oh my gosh so like she rushes over yeah. there. she wants to help this guy and he's trying to relay some type of message to her, but she's so, I mean, I know I would be like a complete, I'd be beside myself. I wouldn't know what to do. And she's not really taking what he's saying as a warning, but it, it's a warning she finds out later on. Is she kind of like a little, she's not a detective, but this kind of made her a detective. There was a murder down the street. Oh my gosh. Yes. See, this is what's got me hooked on this story. Like, I need to read this. This is on my next reading list. I have to read it. Um, we did talk about the last time how you have plans um, to kind of incorporate a little bit more horror back into your writing. Um, but as far as right now, you are completely focused on your book series that you have and in one year you've released how many books of the series uh there's been three books produced within one year that's nuts that is nuts one year <laughs> she's released three books like look out stephen king you have competition right now 
Oh boy. <laughs> oh. <Woo>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking uh, Stephen King is like, okay, okay, I'm gunning for her now. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> It's all about the but that would be awesome. That would yeah. still be awesome, though. He's got to pass that mantle at some point, you know, pass that torch. Yeah. He's going to yeah. have to retire eventually. I mean, mm -hmm. I would, but <laughs> we can try to talk but, him to it. <laughs> yeah, that would be, hmm, yeah. But no, that's huge. Yeah. That is huge. Yeah, and um, I plan on doing three uh, three more this year, and then uh, three more the following year, at the minimum. Now that I've got the flow, mm -hmm. and I know how to, you know, manage the time as far as writing goes, I think that if I push myself, I could probably do just one more. I feel like you're very, very sneaky with your writing. So that's another thing that I'm very excited about. And I'd like to see what kind of turns you take into the whole horror genre. Cause it, it sounds like you're hitting all the different genres and you're putting them into like one yes. awesome series. Thank you. That's exactly what I wanted to do because but my, uh, the series, even with these three books, it's a hybrid I, and it's very hard to say, hey, this is cozy mystery or hey, this is thriller because it's, it is, but it's also, yeah, uh, you know, it, it's got elements of uh, paranormal acti uh, uh, things going on, activities going on because Melody does get some kind of, I'm not going to say how, but she does get a little help from some deceased characters. Um, then it's, uh, we've got the slasher, you know, for, for the life clipper and what the life clipper does and things like that. And then we've got the little romance type thing going on just a little bit. And then it's just, it's just all genres all wrapped into one. How you described it. It sounds right up my alley. I love like strong female leads, especially ones like mm -hmm. ass. And the fact that you have two mm -hmm. strong female leads, that's, mm -hmm. awesome. that's amazing. Girl power. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. You had an experience with a Ouija board that I have already had the pleasure of hearing once. And I say pleasure by you definitely gave me nightmares. And I was scared. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> but for the sake of the fact that it didn't record last time, do you mind to retell that story again for me? I don't mind at all. Oh, well, <laughs> well, it, um, this, it, this goes back to 1994. I was a freshman in college and I was, came home for the weekend. And when I got home, my two sisters, I have two sisters. I'm the oldest and the best, but, um, <laughs> and so, uh, my other two sisters were already there. Then I have two cousins and my aunt, so, um, and my aunt, she's around our age. She's just four years older than us. So, uh, so they're in the kitchen already, and I walk in, and I'm like, hey, how, what are y'all doing? And I see that they have the Ouija board out on the table. 
And so they're sitting around, around the table, and, and this is in a key, kitchen, keep in mind, so it's not a big area, so it's a kitchen. And um, at the table, above the table is a chandelier, and it's, you know, it's a hangi, the hanging kind. And so they started asking questions, and then it came to the last question that they had the chance to ask, and that question was, will you hurt us? And at that very moment, the chandelier itself started swaying. It did it twice. They went one, two. Now, if that's not bad enough, where I was standing, I was standing in the entryway, and then behind me is the stairways, the, the stairwell that goes upstairs. And at the wall, we had a picture hanging up. So as the chandelier is going back and forth, the picture falls downward onto the ground. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, that's when everybody goes into panic mode. Um, they get up, they start running. Well, I'm, I'm involved too, so I'm running too. So we're running around in circles in, in the middle of the, the kitchen, the small kitchen. And uh, finally, we made it outside. And it was still a little chilly outside because it was uh, going between winter and spring. So it was still cold. I mean, cool enough to where you should have a jacket on. And so we stood out there for the longest and um, refusing to go back into the house because, yeah, chandelier shaking, pictures falling. Yeah, that's something you don't want to hang around with. So following my aunt, <laughs> my aunt comes, up, comes to pick up my, my cousins. And so she's looking at us and she says, why are you all outside in this coat with no coats? What, what are y'all doing? And then so we told her and explained everything, and including the question. And so she had asked us, did we close the, uh, the Ouija board? Of course, we didn't know what that meant. Or Same. I had no idea. <laughs> so, so, um, so she goes in. We're still outside because we are still refusing to go inside. And then she comes out with the Ouija board, and then she disposed of it. Uh, so that's the Ouija board story. The good thing about it is it gives you an experience and it gives you, um, I want to say ammo, basically, to, to write because you've experienced it. So you know exactly how you felt. So you can write that down and put that on your character. And then your character is feeling what you felt. So the reader is now feeling what the character felt. So. Oh yeah, that's the good thing about experiences. Had a second story that happened. Oh. <laughs> yes, um, this one. Now this one, even though the Ouija board was scary enough, this one to me personally, it was even scarier. To me, this so, is the one that scared the living crap out of me when we got off of the first, our first attempt at this. I literally <laughs> went up to my husband and I was like, you are not going to believe the second story that she had for me. Like I had no idea. And I will wait until your story's <laughs> over to be like, this is why it's freaked me out so bad. Okay. All right. Well, um, now this one happened in 2005. 
my middle sister had invited the whole family over to her house and it was so and at that time we all had children so we've had some had some additions so um it was myself and my kids my sister that lives there with her four kids and then my baby sister with her her child and my mom and dad so it was a nice crowd of people so we were just hanging out having fun laughing like we always do because in the feral family that's all we do we get together and just laugh so we have a great time so while we were sitting there um, in her living room she had asked my oldest son who at the time was 10 years old to go upstairs and get something from her room and so he you know to him as, as he's being asked he's going up there and then shortly after he comes back and he sits right next to me well he gives the, whatever it was to my sister and then he sits down next to me and I could tell immediately as soon as he sat down that something was something was wrong something was different because he was just looking straight ahead you know slightly ever so slightly shaking but I was like, what's wrong? And then he finally decided to tell me, and he says, there's a man upstairs. He says, the man that looks like Abraham Lincoln without a hat. So we're like thinking that it's an intruder, you know, a person. So we're panicking, like we're looking around. Everybody that we know is supposed to be here is here. So who's that upstairs? So. At this point, everyone is, well, my sisters and my mom are taking the kids out of the, the house, and it's just me, my baby sister, and my father left in the house, as if we were going to do anything. I don't know, but it was just us. And going up the steps, my father was first, my baby sister was in the middle, and I was behind. And as we, as they were going up, I was trying to dial 911. And when I dialed 911, nothing, it wouldn't go through. Of course, I thought that was strange. I thought that was weird, you know, frustrating because I'm like, hey, we're going to need help. There's somebody up here. And uh, before I had the chance to get really frustrated with trying to dial out, I looked up and then there was this object. I don't know what it was, but an object went from this side of the, of the um, entryway to that side. And that's when my, my dad and my sister stopped. And my sister finally goes up there and she's yelling, get out of this house, get out of this house, get out of this house. And so I'm still, you know, towards, I'm not all the way at the, you know, the bottom of the steps, but I'm towards the bottom because after I heard her screaming that, I was like, okay, I'm out of here. So I turned around and I go downstairs and then, of course, go outside with the kids and my mom and my sister. And next door to my sister, uh, her neighbor had a wooden uh, black fence <clears throat> around their yard and a, a big tree. And then it had, you know, thick branches. There was nothing wrong with the tree, at least to, to the untrained eye no it didn't seem like it was you look like it's healthy because it had leaves and everything on it and so <clears throat> so as soon as my sister 
comes running out. The uh, she's is. She was verifying that there was the man. The the tree branch falls from the tree, and then when it fell, it landed on the fence and it broke the fence. And so that's when we decided it's time to go. Oh yeah. So a few days later, after that, my sister had called the preacher, and the preacher came and blessed the house. And then very shortly after that, my sister packed up and moved. So we don't know what's going on over there now. Uh-uh. It's going to stay there. <laughs> so, but I, but I, that, I, that was scary. Yeah. That was amazing. And especially because, like, your son was involved with it. And as a yes. parent, you want nothing more than to protect your child. Never let them be afraid. The moment they have a supernatural scare, it's just a, it's a Mm -hmm. whole new ballpark. You can't, you feel like you're helpless. Like you can't really protect them from, from that, at least in that moment. They're going to, they're going to grow up. They're going to forget about it. We all did. We went through that if we had experiences as kids, but as a Mm -hmm. parent, it's so frustrating. Thankfully, my son has not had any creepy experiences. I would be pulling my hair out. I don't think I'd be able to talk him down. I think I'd be like, all right, we are calling, we're calling a preacher. We're getting him over here. We're doing everything. We're going to go ahead and burn the house down just to be safe. <laughs> Throw the whole house away. <laughs> the whole house is gone. <laughs> but what creeped me out about your last story Um, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to do any plug for myself because this is so much about you, but I had a very similar experience when I was little, I saw the same, almost the exact same thing that your son described. Definitely had a long coat on like, you know what Abraham Lincoln would have wore, Mm -hmm. but this one did have a hat. It just wasn't Abraham Lincoln's hat. It was more like a, a pork pie hat, you know? 40s. Not sure exactly how to describe it other than that. But it scared me. It was at the foot of my bed just staring at me. And they've actually dubbed him the shadow man or the hat man. And most children are the ones who who see him. So it's just so strange. Like when you said that your son experienced something like that, I was like, oh snap. Nope. It's just another <laughs> another proof that he exists and he's out there. You have so many things that are going into these books that, I mean, I feel like they're going to blow up, especially when your audiobook gets released. Just the samples that you sent me, which will be on here, those are phenomenal. Like, that is amazing. Really? You think so? Oh, no. I Like, for sure. Those are really, really, really good. I mean, it, it definitely felt like what I would want out of an audiobook. Mm-hmm. Sorry. A lot of people, you know, there's kind of a torn. It's kind of like the paperback readers and the, the Kindle readers. You know, I, I like it this way. I like it that way. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of people who want just that monotone storyteller mm-hmm. vibe going to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then then it's kind of like the old radio TV shows that, you know, had 
almost more listeners and viewers than what TV shows do today, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I get it. You know, that was the only thing available at the time. But even whenever they started, you know, having television broadcasts, those mm -hmm. radio broadcasts were still going strong. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them were the exact same way. You have the sound effects, you have the music coming into it. You have the person who's telling the story, like it's really happening to them. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't have had the whole, you know, mass scare that we did with the whole, you know, world coming to an end story on the radio had it have not been right. so realistic mm -hmm. so i love that you're going through going for the complete realism with everything and you're really trying to not just paint a picture with your words but like with the sounds that they're going to hear with mm -hmm. with everything how the music's going to tie in every single scene like that's that's going to set it on fire i love that and I also, I also made all of the songs too, that that's in the, really? I made those. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. That's so, me. That's <laughs> insane. Like, where does your talents end? They, oh they, I, don't, I don't think that they do. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am. I get so excited when I can like successfully make a book cover myself. I'm like, and I did everything, the book cover, and I wrote the story, and I edited the story, and you're like, yeah. I, I did my narration, <laughs> I did the music, I didn't know you did the music. Yes, yes, I oh did. Oh my goodness. Let's see, I think I ended up having to make 31 songs, and, uh, you know, for all three of the books. Actually, it's more than that because Merciful Shock is 22 chapters. Then, and like like I said last time, I'm not good with math, but <laughs> 22 chapters, and then there's 19 chapters, and then there's 11 chapters. So, and each chapter has its own song because, like you were saying, each uh, chapter has different emotions that's going on. So, there's different types of music uh, that's tied in. Uh, my favorite one is the uh, from the snippet that from Merciful Shock when Melody was in the closet and Michael was coming towards her trying to, and it breaks down the door to get to her and that song really because what I do is I remember what's going on in that chapter and then I sat down I sit down and then I I'm like okay how what kind of music that will make me feel you know, uh, like scared. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm fighting for my life. You know, what, what, how, how, what, what, how, why, <laughs> you know? And so I sit down in front of the, um, the computer and then I, you know, sometimes I use the, uh, the keyboard and then sometimes I use the little drum, drum, um, pad and then just come up with the songs and then, mix it all together and like oh that's perfect for this scene so that's how the music came along and then I mean I I used to listen to audiobooks a lot not a long time ago but when I used to work at this job where we were allowed to listen to you know whatever we wanted to so I, everybody's listening to music and radios and I'm listening to audiobooks and it was like 
you had mentioned, you know, monotoned, you know, mm -hmm. going uh, she turned the corner and then she, blah, blah, you know, which yeah. was fine because I was able to still see what was going on. But me, I'm more of a emotional type person. So I like to hear the reflection in the voice. I like to hear like, oh, what's she going to do? You know, I like to feel through music and through uh, the voice of the narrator. Oh. So that's why my um, audiobooks are a little bit on a different side. It's, I, and I understand not a lot of people, not a lot, but I know some people are not going to like it that way because they're used to, you know, the, the story being told and that's it. But and they could I think be. they still should give it a try. And some people will really like the, you know, the flat, this is how the story went, and I'm just here to read it to you. You can still right. try to visualize what's going on. Um, so, so kudos to those, <laughs> to those authors that can go that route, but mm -hmm. I love that this is the route that you chose, especially for this story and how, like, dynamic it is. And just crazy. It feels like there's never going to be one of those dull moments where, you know, it's just a bunch of fluff in the story. I feel mm -hmm. like it's going to constantly, there's something that's going to be happening. And like you said, even if you don't think it's a big deal, I'm on to you, Michelle. That's how I'm going to read your story. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have me a little like notepad and have like, a murder <laughs> wall going on. Like, this happened at this location. <laughs> I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> I love it. You'll get so much fan art from me. Like, what's happening? <laughs> Am I close? <laughs> Do that. Because I, I love it when, um, especially when people that I know are reading my book. Mm -hmm. and, and I know that they're reading it. And then I'll be like, okay, what do you think? Then they'll be like, well, I think it's, and I'm like, nope, that's not it. Nope. Mm -hmm. And they're like, are you really serious? I'm like, nope, that's not it. You're not even close. And then they're like, oh. then they'll come back a few days later. Well, is it this person? Nope. <laughs> and so, so, and I, and I love when people are, you know, contact me and they're like into it. Yeah story and they're like wanting to know and like and then of course then you have some people I have an uncle um that lives in Ohio and he cracks me up he's always saying every time I write a book he goes I need to talk to you I'm like oh boy <laughs> you read my book <laughs> uh oh then he goes what's going on in your head that's the first thing he yes. always <laughs> says and isn't that such a compliment, though? When it is. When people know you in person, they know what, what is in your heart of hearts. And then they read your stories, and they're like, my mom especially, all the time, she's like, honey, where did I go wrong? I mean, you're good. <laughs> you're good. But, like, did I not make you go to church enough as a child? Like, this is dark. And I, I, I love it. That, that's such a compliment to me. It is. It is. It and is. And to have, to have your family members or close friends, you know, be the ones that are like, where did you come up with this? Like, was <laughs> this one of the family reunions? Like, which family <laughs> member do I need to yell at right now? <laughs> I, love, 
I love that. So as far as um, being contacted by uh, readers, um, some authors kind of like to be, you know, off to the side with that. As far as mm -hmm. book signings, you know, that's fine where the interaction's needed. But you're kind of a, a hands hands on deck, like you are very interactive with your readers. Um, you want to hear from them. Any thoughts or a different direction that you could go? You're p completely open to all of these different suggestions, and mm -hmm. that that's amazing. There's not a lot of authors that are willing to interact with their readers in that sense and try to let them get to know who you really are even outside of being an author so that's amazing too would you have any advice um to anyone who is thinking about becoming an author and just hasn't done it yet well my advice would be to if you are serious about it you you have to first understand that it's not just you just sitting down writing things down it's it takes a lot of time it takes a lot of dedication it takes imagination it takes uh, learning how to be a wordsmith um, and how to draw in people to uh, into your story but even if you're brand new you know everybody starts out somewhere mm -hmm. you know just start write don't stop until you feel as if your story is complete. Even if you end up with 150,000 words, you know, that's fine. Just write and then go back, reread, edit, think some more. And then once you feel that it's complete, it's complete. And then that's when you are accomplished once that um, that last period and after the end of the sentence is is done that's how but just don't give up don't stop because it takes time it's not something that happens overnight it takes a while it, it does and it's it's so much fun. It's such an adventure, but we, we always go back to how much work it is. Cause I, I don't mm -hmm. want anyone to ever think, you know, this is, this is easy. Um, cause right. a lot of people can get so discouraged so fast from, yeah. well, I thought that I would have this book row a lot sooner than I did. I thought that I would have more sales than I thought that I would have everything takes time and it takes yes. work. So you, you get what you put into it kind mm -hmm. of is what it is. And the more you put into it, the more you're going to get back. And that's, that's the real rewarding part, especially when you start getting those interactive readers who's given you feedback. Reviews are amazing. Everyone. We love those. They're like, we really love reviews. <laughs> yes. That is the best way to feed a starving artist is to tell them that they did a good job. <laughs> um, but what is your favorite before I'll have to let you go after this, but what is your favorite platform to be on? You're on, I mean, you're on Twitter, you're on Facebook, you're on Instagram. What's your all time favorite? Like where, where you're most responsive. I myself, I'm most responsive with my Facebook um, fan mm -hmm. page. Um, I do have um, 
um, admins that help me. So there, some of the posts are by them and then some of them are me, uh, but they're all from Melody. Melody yeah. is the one that's running the show. <laughs> so, um, but I have the most fun on the Facebook, um, the platform. And then after Facebook, I would say Instagram. And then after Instagram, I would say, well, actually, let me move my actual author page to the very top because there I have just about everything like on Facebook because I have a comment section. I have a place for where if someone wants to chat with me, I'll get notification and we can chat from there. Um, it has videos from from my, uh, I had do have a couple of celebrity uh, shout outs. Um, on there, which was yeah, I love that. That I, was awesome. Yeah, that is pretty awesome. <laughs> I was like, oh, really? <laughs> you know, so, yes. So yeah, um, but yeah, I I would say the author page, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and then Twitter. After uh, that, I do have a Twitter account. I I do too. I ne I neglect mine so much. Like I I don't know how the whole Twitter thing works. I don't I don't get it. It's not my generation. I don't know what's happening. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. We'll get it. We'll get it eventually. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna wrap this up. Thank you so much for doing this a second time. I really appreciate it. I'm so embarrassed that we had so many issues. Uh, okay. But it worked out. It that, that's all, the, that's all yeah. that matters. That is all that matters. I wrote Colin earlier and I was like, you're going to be so proud of me. I figured it out. I'm a big girl. I got this. But now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the whole dinner thing. I'm just going to go get fast food because I am lazy tonight. I don't want to do any of that. I understand that because I think I, it's going to be a lazy night for me too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well thank you again Michelle you are amazing hand as I hold on to the knob you have to come out now screams Michael then I heard the scraping and jiggling sounds again oh god he's taking the hinges off I look around again and pick up the envelope and shake the knife out onto the ground it's bloody and I drop it as soon as I had it in my hand this is not time to worry about germs, Melody. 